Alright, hey, what's up guys? How y'all doing? Good to see you on here. Uh, Monday nights I usually do some type of study. Uh, most of the time been doing interviews on the gray seat. And then we took a little time out last week to uh, go over some of Mark Matchett's views uh, that he added in on uh, the message that I preached at a conference in uh, Myrtle Beach. And so uh, usually I do something on Monday nights. I'm a little bit late tonight. I apologize. I had a really busy, productive day, uh, which is a blessing. Thank God for busy, productive days. And so, uh, so I find myself in the car. So uh, we will uh, do a little Bible study uh, in the car <laughs> for those of you that are available. So um, and I think initially what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tag into uh, maybe like a part two, uh, a little bit deeper to what I shared on um, Sunday where I was talking about wisdom being uh, the safe place, the place of safety. Uh, uh, that's really been uh, big in my heart and uh, just really enjoyed sharing that on Sunday. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll uh, do just a little bit of review and then uh, maybe dive into part two of, uh, of that concept. And so Sunday, you know, I began by just laying out the reality of the blessing uh, that you have in Jesus for free. Um, unmerited, undeserved, received simply by believing, um, and uh, that blessing that you have, and how powerful that blessing is, how important it is in in, in your life here on earth. Um, you know, thank God, the greatest miracle is that your name would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There is no greater miracle than that that you would receive Jesus, that you would be born again. But there are exceeding great and precious promises that we are to be partakers of here on this planet, in the earth. The Bible says, David said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so this blessing that I'm talking about, uh, it's not for the hereafter. It is not for the next life. It is for here, right now, this life. And so um, that's kind of what I opened up talked about. Um, that blessing is the blessing of Abraham uh, that you get when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Uh, you know, Jesus became a curse to redeem us from the curse that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, might come upon us. And so um, we receive it, and uh, it is a blessing that impacts this temporal uh, realm, this world. Um, and so and uh, the expression of that, I think, is uh, powerfully expressed in the word soteria, which is the Greek word for salvation. And uh, within that word, um, you know, once again, it means so much more than just being born again, being born again being the most important thing. Um, but it, it, it's talking about healing. It's talking about safety. Um, it's talking about deliverance from evil in this temporal earthly realm. And so um, that is uh, what the blessing of Abraham is comprised of, is that that salvation, those promises, and uh, it's a very powerful thing that God has given to us. And so that's important in the times that we're living in. It's important to understand that and to, to trust in that and to trust in the Lord and his ability to protect you and your family 
and to keep you, uh, provide for you, all of these things. And so that, and that's a key part of putting your trust in the Lord and not putting your trust in yourself. You know, the book of Jeremiah talks about blessed the man who puts his trust in the Lord. He's like a tree that's planted by the rivers of living water. Shall not fear when heat comes, shall not fear when drought comes, because he will uh, unceasingly yield fruit, uh, fruit and uh, will not be impacted by drought. And so, um, but cursed is the man that, that makes flesh his arm, makes flesh his strength, and trusts in man. And so, we want to make sure that we're not trusting um, in ourselves or in our own efforts, but trusting in the Lord and resting in that. So, and out of that place, they're arising um, an expectation of good because you know that God loves you. And that's what hope is. It's the word el peace in the Greek. And, um, you know, the, the word picture in the Hebrew um, is, you know, uh, tying a string to something and then drawing it to you. And so this hope that God is perfecting your life, this expectation is drawing good things to you. And so um, all of these things are a part of God's plan for protecting you and keeping you in the days that we're living in. And so um, very powerful. But then, you know, kind of the next step is in that place of relationship, you know, that blessing. I, I talked about all the, the, the kind of the provision aspects of it, but the greatest aspect of the blessing is that we would be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that we would enjoy uninterrupted fellowship with the Father based upon forgiveness and grace and not based upon ourselves or our own efforts. And so the relationship aspect of this blessing is by far the sweetest part. And also it is within the relationship aspect of this blessing that we receive what I talked about on Sunday uh, which is, you know, what Scripture declares is the principal thing, which is wisdom. And so, wisdom is the principal thing. And so, we want, we want wisdom. That's uh, and what wisdom is is it's basically just the Lord. It's, you know, wisdom is not the accumulation of information. Wisdom is not aptitude or intellect. Um, wisdom is relationship with the Lord and just really allowing the Lord to be the leader of your life, allowing God to lead you. Um, because that's what wisdom is. And so, um, you know, and, and throughout Proverbs, it, you know, it, it refers to wisdom and says that wisdom is available to those that will listen. Uh, you know, and really the primary element of receiving wisdom is humility. You know, it's just recognizing I don't have it all figured out. The Lord um, is wiser than me. You know, acknowledge the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways. He will direct your path. <clears throat> Do not be wise in your own eyes. Uh, but but acknowledge him. And so, you know, that place of humility is really, that's the place where you receive that wisdom and allow that wisdom uh, to flow through your life uh, to create a place of safety for you because you don't always know what to do. None of us do, you know. And uh, especially in the times we're living in, it can be very difficult to make decisions. You know, I know that there are certain decisions in my life that used to be so simple. That have, that have now become so complex, you know, like planning a conference, um, going to a conference, planning ministry, uh, you know, trying to plan anything during this time has been, you know, simple tasks have just been phenomenally difficult. And, you know, we're living in a time where we really need the wisdom of God. We really need, need, need God to lead us and direct us because that's what's going to cause 
us to abide in that place of safety. That's what's going to cause us to really abide in that place of protection. Uh, is that place of relationship, following the Lord's leading, and uh, allowing Him to be the captain of our lives, to be uh, just our Lord, our God, you know. And um, it's a place of trust. It's a place of submission. But it's also a beautiful place of surrender where we really learn how to consent to being saved. We surrender ourselves and we allow Jesus um, to be Savior and uh, to be Savior of every single aspect of our lives, from our marriage uh, to our children, uh, to our health, to our finances, to our relationships, just allowing that salvation to wash through our lives and to remove any echo or thought of the curse that we used to deal with before uh, we were set free. And so uh, th this is God's plan. This is what God has for us. And uh, a part of our redemption is uh, the renewal of the mind, <clears throat> you know, to change the way we think. You know, Romans 12, two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. An element of the renewing of your mind is is really letting go of you as your savior and allowing yourself to to really just trust in the Lord and enter into that place of rest. You know that's what Jesus has provided for you and I is a, is a Sabbath rest, is a place of rest. God wants to bring you into a place of peace. You know we live in a world that's filled with, with turmoil and you know and, and filled with with fret and anxiety. And the Lord, his word to us is always, peace, be still, be calm, be still and know, you know, that I am God, that I am your safety, I am your deliverer, you know, I'm your soon coming king, I am, I am your safe place, I'm your high tower, you know, this is, uh, that's the word of the Lord to us, to bring our hearts to a place of peace, you know, he is the good shepherd, and uh, he always leads us. Uh, besides still waters, he makes us lie down. I love that in Psalm 23. He makes us lie down. You know, he's got to he's got to get us to calm down. He's got to get us to relax. He's got to, uh, you know, sometimes you know just make us uh, be calm. You know, and uh, because he loves us so much, you know, and and that's the plan of God uh, for our lives, and um, it's the plan of God for your life, and. You know, that's what, you know, the, the Lord's saying to you right now. Peace be, sti peace be still. You know, I am your God. I will protect you. I will keep you. I will be a father to you. That's his word for you. And uh, he wants to flood your heart with peace. So that all the fear, all the anxiety, all the crazy racing thoughts, they just are still and subside, just like when he spoke peace to the storm. He is the prince of peace. He's, uh, and when he speaks, peace, peace happens. And so that's the word, that's the word to us, you know, and, uh, that's, that's God's word to you, you know, and don't, don't allow the enemy to bring in a sense of condemnation. Don't allow the enemy to bring in a, you know, a sense of, you know, you're not good enough, or you're not worthy, or you're not loved, or you're not forgiven, or, or even that you're not special. You know, don't allow, because the enemy's always trying to devalue you. you know, he's always trying to um, remove your sense of worth, 
so that your eyes will be downcast and you won't look up and see the eyes of your Savior and receive his love. You know, it's difficult for someone to receive love when uh, their their eyes are downcast and they don't feel worthy of love. You know, it would almost be like the bride coming to the groom, but the bride unable to lift her veil, unable to look up into the groom's eyes because she didn't feel worthy. And, um, you know, that, that is, um, that's not God's heart towards you. You know, his heart, you know, he removed the veil, you know, the veil was removed, you know, it was rent from top to bottom in the temple. And, uh, and that same, that veil of condemnation, you know, there's really no veil over our face any longer. There's nothing separating uh, us between, you know, us and the master. There's nothing separating us. Uh, from the Lord, you know, condemnation is a lie. There's therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus. He has made us worthy. You know, He is the Lamb of God. He has taken away our sin. He has purified us. He has cleansed us. He has done it. It's His work. We are His workmanship, and uh, and that that that's what He has for us. And so He wants us to be able uh, to receive that love and to to look into His eyes and to receive that. That salvation, you know, and uh, for it to be something that's pure and free and beautiful and and uh, just totally and completely of God, and uh, and so it's at, it's in that place of relationship that wisdom begins to be deposited because you, you can't trust someone's direction until you you trust their protection until you trust that they love you. You know, you're not going to follow someone unless you know that they love you. And so, uh, you know, the, the breeding ground for relationship is that place of love where we realize how much we're loved. But in that place, God also introduces wisdom and says, you know, I love you, but I also want to be Lord of your life so, so that I can lead you to triumph, so I can cause you uh, to prosper and to flourish as a result of my leading, you know, and so uh, that love brings us to the place to where we trust that leading, and then wisdom becomes sweet to our soul. Wisdom becomes, uh, you know, like honey to us. You know, the Bible many times refers to wisdom as being like honey, and so uh, you know, you you develop a taste for wisdom, but it takes time. You know, I uh, was fatherless and didn't have a you know a father's influence in my life, and so. It took me a long time to be able to handle correction, and I uh, had a real uh, just chip on my shoulder and bad attitude towards authority. And so, you know, initially you couldn't give me wisdom because I couldn't handle correction. And so, uh, it took time for me to get to the place to where I could even receive wisdom because the uh, that father wound. And my heart was so big that uh, I couldn't handle any type of authority whatsoever. And so God's love healed me of that and then began to just introduce wisdom slowly, like honey, just little tastes. And then eventually, you know, as I began to trust in the Lord's love for me, I, I then began to trust in his direction. And so that is the place where out of relationship, wisdom starts to flow. And so it's a beautiful thing, you know, and, and, and it's, um, but within, within the, the place of wisdom, you know, it's not like 
there's not freedom, you know, that we, there's always freedom in our relationship with the Lord. There's always choice. We choose whether we want to follow his leading or not, you know, and, uh, and that's okay. They're, they're in that place, there's a place of safety and you're not going to be rejected even when you make a mistake or when you fall short, you know, um, that, that's the beauty of redemption. You know, it's not a bandaid that easily falls off. It's not, um, something that is created by man. It's an eternal work. It's an eternal righteousness that's been given to you. And so, um, you know, the, the beauty of how our relationship with God can really begin to blossom is just under in that place of grace, understanding your forgiveness. You know, when you understand that he, he's never going to leave you, he's never going to forsake you. Um, you know, he, he's taking care of your sin. He's paid the price for all of your rebellion, all of your mistakes, all of your shortcomings. He nailed all of that to the cross 2,000 years ago. And so, um, you know, your place of relationships, a place of safety. You know, I heard someone sharing the most interesting story the other day. And um, I don't remember who was sharing it or where it was from, but it was, it was, um, it was talking about, I believe, and I may get some of the, some of the facts wrong, but I'll get the, the, the story right. Um, it was about a bridge that people were working on, you know, way back in the day. Uh, and it may have even been the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm not sure, but, um, and it was so difficult that, you know, people were dying. Like people were, uh, construction workers were just falling off and dying. They had no way to protect them. They didn't have harnesses or anything like that. So morale was really, really low. And so what, what they decided to do is the company that was, was, was building the bridge decided to invest a large amount of money in uh, this net that was going to be below the bridge and would actually protect the workers from falling. And so, um, and so they, they, you know, they, they invested the money, they, they built it. And so now the workers can work from a place of safety. Well, what happened was it actually cut down falling uh, tremendously. Like once there was finally a net, very few people fell. Now, why was that? Well, you know, the same difficulty to, you know, to climb, you know, whatever they have to climb to build this bridge, the metal beams and all that, that's still there. But with the net there, it, it removes the fear of failure. And so when the fear of failure is removed, there's less falling. There are less mistakes. And so you have a net below you that expands your entire life from start to finish. And that net, his name is Jesus. And he has provided protection for your every fall, for your every mistake, for your every failure. And so when you walk the walk of your life, you are walking with a net below you of safety that the Lord's never going to leave. He's never going to forsake you. His salvation is sure to you. And uh, these are for this. This is this is the good news to those that have received Jesus. The good news to those that have not is you're invited to call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can call. You can get saved right now, tonight. Um. But that net that the Lord provides under your life removes the fear of failure. And out of that place, just like those workers were impacted and they could walk freely as a result of the safety of the net, that same safety has been given to you 
That same safety has been given to me. And it's in that place where the Lord will cause us to fall in love uh, with wisdom and his leading. And, and out of that place of relationship, so much blessing flows. So much blessing flows. You know, if you look through the Old Testament, you see relationship between David and God, between Moses and God, Joshua and God. And, you know, you can just go down to the line, but there is always this element of relationship where the Lord was like, hey, look, you should, you know, do this. And when they did whatever the Lord told them to do, there was a blessing that was upon them. And because the Lord, through his wisdom, knew what was going to work, you know, for example, you know, and, and another another great uh, you know opportunity to talk about that you know mirrors to some level the time that we live in is you know Abraham, you know God called him and then you know immediately there was a famine, tremendous famine, grievous famine, you know, and um, but the blessing upon his life uh, protected him, provided for him, and blessed him, and he walked out of that season of famine more blessed than when he walked in. Because of the blessing of the Lord. But then we look at Isaac's life, and then bam, a big famine hits in Isaac's life. But the Lord speaks to Isaac out of a place of relationship and says, Don't go down to Egypt. Don't do what your father did. You listen to me. Thank God for your father, but you listen to me. And I'm going to lead you differently than what he did. And so rather... Did Isaac doing what his dad did, Isaac did what God told him to do. And out of a place of relationship, that powerful blessing of Abraham came upon that place of relationship. And through the wisdom that the Lord gave to him, it said, so in this land, he sowed in that same land in a time of famine and reaped a hundredfold. And scripture said that he prospered and that he went forward and prospered even more and prospered greatly and flourished so much so that the Philistines envied him. So much so that um, <laughs> they were embarrassed. And, and what I want to show you is that his place of relationship is what caused him to take action and do such an unusual thing at an unusual time. You know, and, and you can you, know, you can go down through, uh, you know, all, all the different people in Scripture that had a relationship with God. They, God, God, God told them to do stuff. And, and because God knew that what he told them to do was going to be what was best for them. It didn't always make sense to their minds. It didn't always make sense to their eyes. But it, all, but it always makes sense to your heart. Always makes sense to your heart. Trust your heart. You know, that's that's the primary way that God is going to lead you and guide you. He's going to speak to your heart, man. When you got peace, and uh, and you don't have that, you know, that check. You know, that's one of the the greatest <laughs> the greatest displays of of your expressions of wisdom is just simply the presence or absence of peace. You know, talk about it all the time, but man, it's one of the greatest ways to be led by God. And, and it's a great, just when you have peace, all is well. When you don't have that peace, don't do whatever you're about to do, whatever you're about to say, whatever you're about to do, whatever behavior. When that absence of peace gets there, Scripture says, let it, let it be like an umpire in your heart. 
and it says that's out or that's safe. Safe is peace. Out is an absence of peace. And when and that happens, stop and listen and let the Lord lead you and guide you because that little disruption in the flow of peace in your heart is God, you know, just saying time out. Look at me, child. Uh, that's not your path because I have something better than that for you. And so I just want to encourage you in that. That's one of the primary ways the Lord is going to lead you. It's one of the primary ways the Lord is going to guide you is that presence or absence of peace. And so, and that's one of the reasons also why it's so important to, for peace to be your default setting. You know, if, if you're not, if you never know peace, you're not going to know the presence or absence of peace. And so, uh, you know, we got to get you into a default setting of peace so that you can actually be aware of the absence of peace. You know, and the way that peace comes in your life, it's not your circumstances. It's not a circumstantial peace. Uh, Jesus said, I've come to give you my peace. I give you the peace that I give you is not like the world gives. And um, this peace, uh, it really flows out of the gospel. It flows out of the good news that uh, the Lord has saved you. And, uh, and made you, uh, you know, if you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, that um, you have peace with God, you know. And that's where that peace flows. And, and as you hear the gospel, it just reignites that peace over and over again. And that's why it's the power of God unto salvation. And that's why it's important to hear it regularly. It's important to hear gospel-centered messages that have a foundation of the finished work uh, of Jesus Christ, you know. And... Uh, we can talk about a lot of different subjects, but we need to talk about all of these subjects from them, from from them being on the other side of the cross, from it being a finished work. Because if we view any of these, you know, beautiful, you know, truths in the, in the scripture, and we and we, we pull Jesus out of it, and we we try to act like the cross didn't happen, and we put ourselves back into a place of trying to work it or earn it or deserve it, we really that we frustrate grace. And uh, it really short circuits all the promises and, and short circuits really everything because we're abiding in a place of unbelief and we're not really believing that the cross was a success or that Jesus did a good job on the cross. And so um, that's why it's just so important not to entertain any type of legalistic thinking because it excuse everything. It just knocks the foundation of everything off. And then it becomes the letter that kills, not the spirit that gives life. And, you know, Scripture is powerful, and uh, it can do good and it can do bad. You know, some of the greatest things that have ever happened to me in my life have happened to me as a result of Scripture. But some of the most painful things that have ever happened to me in my life have happened to me as a result of someone misusing Scripture um, or me misunderstanding it. And so um, it's so important to rightly divide the word of truth. And, and what that really means is just taking a look at everything through the lens of the cross and understanding the new covenant, understanding that, you know, we have a covenant that's based on forgiveness, not the remembrance of sin. We're not trying to earn anything. We're simply receiving a gift by faith that we didn't earn. We didn't deserve all of it through Jesus Christ. And, um, um, and that's what allows everything to be understood properly, uh, in a proper context and a, and a proper foundation. So, so anyway, um, that was on my heart tonight and, uh, hope that blessed you guys and, uh, just didn't have a ton of time to, uh, you know, really sit in front of a computer screen, but I had some time to do a car video. So, uh, God bless y'all. Hope that blessed you and, um, I'll talk to you later.